Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. So you will have noticed, there's nothing like crisis to determine whether someone's all in or not. And not just crisis, but more specifically, loss. Uh, shared a little bit of this with you in this week's e-news that the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of a marriage, the loss of any kind of loss oftentimes will be the, the linchpin that sends someone into a tailspin or not. And I found that, that in those moments, in, the, in that crisis of loss, and we've all lost someone or something, I'm sure. Uh, in, that, in that loss, in that crisis, we can see whether we run to God or run from Him. Whether we run to Him or run to something else or someone else to cope. Whether it's a substance, a person, a relationship, uh, something that's handy or not. Uh, this is a story today of how these two sisters were all in, in the midst of loss, in the midst of um, in, in fact, in spite of the loss, they were all in. John chapter 11 is where we find this story in verses 17 to 32. Read along with me, if you will. It says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. And Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who has come into the world. And after she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. And Mary uh, heard, heard this. She got up and quickly went to him. Now, Jesus had not been entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, she said. Two things I want us to notice from Martha, two things from Mary's example of being all in. The first is this, is that Martha left the crowd she left the crowd. Look with me again at verse 20. It says, when Martha heard this, heard Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Um, here is, is, is a pivotal truth, I think, in, in light of this text, but in light of the, uh, this, this idea of our being all in. Jesus will meet us where we are, but he, he desires best for us to meet him where he is. He'll meet us wherever we are, willingly, do that. But his desire is that we meet him where he is. Why is that the case? 
Because until we're willing to walk away from what we want totally, we'll never see all he wants for us totally. We may not have to walk away, but we've got to be willing to walk away from all that we know and all that we want to see all that he wants for us. Martha had people she cared about at home, but risked offending them to care about Jesus more deeply. Sometimes an all-in walk will require us to walk away from friends, away sometimes even from family. Here's a stark set of verses from, from Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 to 39. Uh, again, harsh, seemingly stark words. Listen to this. Not it's Jesus speaking. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be your members of your own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Those who do not take up their cross and follow me are not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. It's kind of tough truth to swallow, isn't it? A man will be against his father, a daughter against her mother, parents against their children. He said, until you're willing to turn from those things, that kind of love, and see me, prioritize me, you're not of me. Uh, it's, it's true that we want to see our world in his too. Walk in our world in his too. Uh, put another way, we want him to join the crowd that we're already in oftentimes, and he, he's just unwilling to do that because he is who he is. We all have choices to make, and Martha didn't choose correctly in Luke 10. Luke 10 is the first story where Jesus comes to their house in Bethany and has a meal with them, and Mary's at his feet, listening to, listening to every word he's got to say, and Martha's scurrying about the house trying to get something to eat going on. She's, she's OCD, and, but she learns from that lesson, Martha does, and is the first to meet him and go out and speak to him and worship him. Uh, again, he'll meet us where we are but with plans to take us where he wants us to go every time. Martha left the crowd. She was willing to do that. Secondly, uh, one of the all-in all in statuses of Martha was that she had an all-in belief. Martha had an all-in belief. Look at verse 21 again. It says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. This idea of you had been here shows the faith of Martha. Uh, but I know that even now, Martha says, that's, that shows the belief that she has. Uh, Martha's faith went beyond the hypothetical. It went beyond what could have been into a living moment and seeing what still could be. Uh, most of us stay in the coulda, woulda, shoulda world of our faith. Uh, never step into the, into the can and will areas of belief. Why is it the case? Because there's risk involved in, in declaring that I believe God's going to do this. I believe God's, God's going to heal this situation, redeem this situation, turn it around. There's risk involved there. And we may look foolish or naive if that falls on its face or if we're wrong in some way. But we have to first, as I said, step away from the world we know and the world that, that is known to us and step into his, his unknown sometimes. First, last, last week I shared with you about the different kinds of doors that God opens up. Sometimes it's a doorway with no physical door there that we have to even open. We, we can see on the other side and see what's offered on the other side. 
and consciously decide, do I want to step through and experience that or stay on this side and experience this? Sometimes it's a door we have to push open. It's a swinging door. It requires a little bit of effort for us to push open and see what's on the other side before we step through and decide if that's what we want. Sometimes it's a door that even requires more effort than that. It's got a handle on it. We've got to reach the handle tactile and turn it and push it. There's some effort on our part to see even what's on the other side and decide if we want it. I want to step through it. That's what he's talking about here in Martha, leaving her world, leaving, leaving the known, leaving the comfort, leaving the crowd, and going out to meet him in the belief that he not only can do something about it, but will do something about it. Uh, it was this, 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 I know you can, speaks to this even now moment. And the even now phrase, that comment reveals that even though she thought he was late, he, he was still capable. Now, let me share with you sometimes a harsh truth to swallow as, as well. Jesus is never late. He's just never late. But he is seldom on your schedule than mine. You ever notice that? He is seldom on your schedule, seldom on my schedule, but he is never, ever late. And he wasn't late to this party because he was about to do something more powerful than they had ever seen and experienced before in, in the resurrection of Lazarus. Uh -huh. Martha knew that, that God, only God can turn anything, even death, into, into something good because she had an all-in belief. She left the crowd and had an all-in belief. Let's look at Mary for a second. Mary, the first thing I want us to notice about her all-in attitude and faith was Mary brought the crowd. She brought the crowd with her. Look at 28 to 31. It says, and after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and said, the teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb. When they noticed how quickly she went out, they followed her. Notice here that she didn't ask them to come with her. She made no request that they get up and come. They followed on their own where she was going. Why was that the case? Because Mary was a person of influence, obviously. She was a person that had influence. She, we, we see in a story back in Luke 10 that I referred to a moment ago that Mary was the one who was more relational of the two sisters. She engaged people more readily and found joy in that. Consequently, she cared about people. And it's that care and concern that are contagious to others. She knew that. And uh, it's that care and concern as well that have, that have influence. Uh, I've spoken to you a number of times about my mom's influence in my life, Doc's influence in my life, a guy named Terry Moore's influence in my life. And part of what you hear here on Sundays has grown out of that influence. Part of what you're, you're receiving is what's been sown into me and me in turn uh, trying to, trying to under, under the leadership of God, of the Lord, share that, some of those same truths with you. We all have influence, and that influence is going to be brought to bear whether we like it or not. Whether it's negative influence or positive influence, it's going to be brought to bear in our life, and, and it's going to be, as I often say, squeezed out of the cracks of our life as we soak up the influence of someone else and squeeze it out into a world that needs to see and understand how powerful the influence of Christ is, it's important that we go back to the well and back to the well and back to the well to fill up and squeeze out. Uh, Mary was a person of influence. That's why everybody got up and, and followed her out that day. Um, we, when we get up to follow Christ, though, our friends and family getting up to follow us too? Or are they talking about us? I wonder where he's going. 
Well, what's happened with him or with her? Or wonder what's wrong with this, I guess, is a better way to ask that. Mary's friends wanted to be like her. That's why they got up and followed. They were interested in what she was interested in and, and thought, she's going somewhere. There's something worthwhile on the other end of where she's going. We better get up and, and follow it. I wonder if anybody's following you and if we're giving them lives and examples and influence worthy of following. But Mary brought the crowd. Second thing I want us to notice about Mary is that Mary had an all-in faith. Just as Martha had an all-in belief, Mary had an all-in faith. Look at verse 32. It says, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, watch this, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She fell at his feet. Both her body and her mouth expressed submission to Jesus that day. The second thing on, my, on Mary's mind that day was grief. The first thing on her mind was worship. She falls at his feet in, in coming uh, to him in, in a place and position and posture of submission and uses the word Lord, which is a worship term for him. She uses that same term in Luke 10 as she is at his feet in their house in Bethany as well. Uh, it, 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 it is in essence saying you're God and as such you can do anything you want, anytime you want, anywhere you want, any way you want. Uh, don't forget also that this is likely the, the other Mary that's mentioned in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1, that goes to the tomb with Mary Magdalene. And so she, what she's about to experience at Jesus' tomb, she had already experienced in her own brother's resurrection. Uh, it, it, it's this, this day in Mary's life was preparing her for that day. And this event was for that, that event that was to come. She had heard Jesus' teaching and had seen enough evidence already, even before raising Lazarus. I've seen enough evidence to fall at his feet in worship for that moment and the belief that what was about to come after that moment was significant as well because she had an all-in faith. She was, she was believing for what was about to happen next. Have you witnessed God enough? Have you seen enough of his hand in your life to fall at his feet in worship and have enough faith to get up from that place and fall into the tomb to experience something miraculous, something that you'd never experienced before? Uh, is that what your faith looks like? And is your worship, does your worship show that? Does your worship reveal that kind of faith in you? Uh, many look at this story and see only the resurrection of Lazarus. Uh, what the deeper truth is in this story is about a couple of all-in sisters from Bethany who got it, who understood what was a priority and what wasn't. But what's the takeaway today from this, these two gals? It is this. Your family needs you all in. This church needs you all in. This city needs you all in. And more importantly, your Lord needs you all in in your walk with him. Why? Because so much hangs in the balance. Eternity is too long and too consequential for us to live a life that's not all in to him. Why is that important? Because you just might be the one they get up to follow when you leave. You just might be the one they want to be like. You just might be the one that's bearing more influence than you even knew you had. Uh, and they, whoever they are, they need to see that kind of model lived out in front of them, that kind of faith model, that kind of belief model. Someone who's, who's following Jesus, so they, as they follow you, they're following him as well.
Is that you? Nobody can answer that but you. But crisis will. When crisis comes in your life and loss comes in your life, you're going to reveal what you're committed to. You're going to reveal who or what you're all in toward. Hope is the Lord Jesus. Because people are watching in those moments, in, in those moments of crisis that tell more about us than any other moment. People are watching your example. They're watching what you do and where you go and what you say and how you respond. Boy, that kind of witness is pivotal for us. Let's pray. Father, if there are holdouts in our lives, things that we're holding on to that keeps us from being all in, keeps us from getting up from the comfort of the crowd, going out and finding you on our own, would you reveal those things to us today? Would you speak to our hearts and show us what we need to lay down and walk away from to walk toward you and find your plan and your will and your purpose for our life? Would you reveal that to us even now as we pray that we'd be willing today and tomorrow to lay those things at your feet and the next day and the next to lay them at your feet so that we can see what you want for us and not be consumed with what we want so that we can walk in your way and according to your plan and purpose and not our own? Would we be enough like Martha that we believe you can do whatever you want to do even though Lazarus is dead? Jesus is here. He's victorious over death. Would we be enough like Mary that the first thing on our mind when loss comes is not grief, but worship, that we fall at your feet and reach out to you to declare our love for you, our worship for you, and our belief that you can do anything you want anywhere you want, any way you want, any time you want. Teach us today that all in life matters. All in lives are contagious. Others are looking at them to see, is this, is this real to you or is this something that just happens on Sunday for you? Folks are watching. I wonder what they're seeing in our lives. Stir that to be something that's all in for you in Jesus' name today. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ. 